The Voice. And welcome to River Radio School of Parenting. You're listening to myself, Rachel Tyrrell, and my guest today is the wonderful Rebecca Heaps from Tentshare. We're going to be finding all about out all about Tentshare, all about camping, uh, sustainable camping, how you can sleep better when you're camping. Yeah, that I did actually say that. How you can sleep better when you're camping, and also uh, Rebecca's got a fabulous uh, giveaway for our listeners today. So welcome back to the show, Rebecca. It's lovely uh, to have you on because you were last with us. um, Oh, I'm thinking it was a good year ago. Yeah, I think it was. Thank you. Uh, Lovely to see you, Rachel. And thank you for inviting me back to talk about Tentshare. So nice to see you. What an amazing year it's been. It's yeah. like I can't really believe <laughs> believe it's been a year, but it has been. It's been another weird year, hasn't it? A really another it really weird has. year. Yeah. Weird year. So, so tell us tell us a bit about you and about Tentshare. So, um, Tentshare began a, a few years ago. Well, the nugget of an idea um, when I started renting out my own bell tent to um, make a bit of extra money, and it went so well. I thought, oh, I'll I'll pop it on a, a you know a. a website that shares tents and um and then i'll be able to get a, a wider reach but one did not exist and so i Ooh. thought yeah so i thought well i need to uh make one <laughs> and create one that actually really surprises me so there wasn't anything like that out there no nothing no central resource for people to share their tents why do you think each that, other why i mean why do you think that was just some, nobody have thought of it were you the, yeah I think yeah. no one's thought of it it's yeah. you know it's like an Airbnb for tents type thing um idea so you know it's it's peer-to-peer so if you own a tent that's an asset that you can have that you can make money from and then if you want to go camping instead of buying a new tent um, which may not be fit for the purpose you can rent one and you can rent exactly the tent you need for the camping trip you want so um, that's how it works and I I make some good money I'm a tent share user as well as tent share bounder and I make some good money from renting out my bell tents on there. Oh brilliant brilliant so if anybody listening has got any questions um, for Rebecca they can email rachel at river.radio or you can send us a tweet or message on Instagram or Facebook, all at River Radio Live. So, so you looked into this, you found that it didn't exist, and then and then thought, right, I'm going to actually set something up. Tell tell yeah. us a little bit about the process, then how you how you went about that. So I started. I knew it was. Um, the same model as Airbnb um, where it's people to people sharing so you know when Airbnb first started I don't know if you remember eight ten years ago everyone was like sharing your room renting out your room yes yeah that's never gonna that's never gonna work I I was even one of those people and look at it now it's you know worldwide and expanding every day um so that's that's the premise of the tent share is that I I looked into how Airbnb works and then um try to recreate something similar to that for tents um so it's a it's a sharing economy business model which means that we're sharing resources that we already own that um 
and we don't have to keep buying new and taking, you know, out of our planet's resources, which we know are finite. So, um, and most tents are made like 99-ish percent plastic. So, um, and also 250,000 tents go into landfill each year. No. Why? Why is that such a huge number? People just see tents as a single-use, you know, item. (gasps) It's awful, isn't it? It's absolutely awful. So, with those statistics in mind, I was like, well, let's get these tents out and used and shared with people because yeah. they last for such a long time. Yeah. Well, I, and- I love your little description that you've got on your um, social media. You've got share your tent and make money or rent a tent and, and save money. Now, I know, I'm sure I'm not the only one who um, we have gone camping. I went camping as a child and we have gone camping as a family. But the truth is that that tent is not being used anywhere near as it as much as it could be used and that is sitting in our shed so what you're saying is I could actually be making money out of that by yeah hiring that out that's an asset it's sitting in your shed doing nothing yeah and so you could um pop it onto the tent share website and rent it out and make some money from it so someone local to you think oh let's go camping I don't really want to I can't afford to or I don't really want to buy a new tent um so I could just borrow one for a weekend see if I like camping see if I like this sort of tent and then perhaps purchase one that they know they're going to use but most people end up with a few tents in their sheds Mm. because Mm. because your circumstances change so you'd have a two-person tent from when you're young and free and wild camping you'd have a then a go to a bigger tent when you've got a big old family and you need lots of space and then you might even glamp it up um you know get a lovely canvas tent for a a beautiful you know weekend away glamping instead so people have like a few different types of tents Mm. in their sheds often that they that just don't get used yeah yeah and how does it I mean how do the logistics of that work then so if I actually put my tent on which is sitting in my shed just probably getting moldy because I can't even remember the last time we did I think in lockdown we did actually put it out in the garden brilliant um and we only managed one night in it and then uh, but we hung out in it a bit but overnight we only managed one night in it um but uh yeah so then logistically how would that work for me and how do I make sure things like my tent's not damaged or, or you know all that sort of stuff yeah, absolutely. Um, so we thought carefully about this and there's a multi-layered protection service on the tent share. It's just like really organised sharing. People say, oh, you share, I share my tent with my friends and then it comes back and there's a pole missing. Well, this is kind of levelling up that sharing with friends to an organised sharing where you've got a little bit of protection. Okay. So um, you take a photo of your tent and you upload it to the tent share mm. website. um, list it on there and then basically you are in charge of every transaction that you make you're in charge of the whole process so you're you know running your own little teeny tiny little mini um tent rental um service so um um, you pop it on there and then someone will contact you to ask if they can rent it and the Mm. first thing we advise is that you ask them what they're going to use it for and make sure that the person who's renting your tent is going to be using it for the right purpose that's fit for that tent. So I'm guessing you've got a family size tent, yes, is that right? Yes, Rachel? yeah. Yeah. So you wouldn't want someone to come along and take it to a festival, but you wouldn't uh, right. mind. I wonder what yeah. you meant then when you said about purpose. I'm thinking how many yeah. how many purposes are there for a tent? <laughs> 
Okay. But you would, it wouldn't be right for a festival and okay. it wouldn't be no. right for a world camping trip, but it'd be great for a weekend away with the, with a family. Yes. Right? Yeah. So have a conversation with the person who wants to rent your tent and make sure it's the right purpose. Mm. And then um, the second thing you can do is ask for a deposit from them which will um, go back to them once they return the tent in good order. Okay. The third thing to the third thing is that there is a review system in place. So they can review you as a tent lender and you can review them as a tent oh. borrower. Yeah. So that just, it's very similar to the Airbnb. Model. I was going to say that is the Airbnb, isn't it? Because yeah. think, and when you said that, um, you know, when that first came about and people were like, how on earth is that going to work? And how, yeah. you know, and what if you get some, yeah, the person that maybe you would never want to actually rent out. You Absolutely. Want to but then that's it. Then that, that would be that review system is also protection, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and then you can build up, you know, your reputation uh, the more you lend and borrow. Um, also, there's a lender's guarantee in place if you want to take that out. That's £1.20 for every tent rental that you make. And um, I've co- collaborated with Superhog and they will verify the person who wants to borrow your tent. Okay. So if you want to go through an even, you know, higher protection level, you can choose to do that. Um, and they'll very and they'll do a verification process on the person who's borrowing your tent. What's that then? What's Superhog? Never heard of that. Superhog is like an insurance guarantee, um, not insurance. They're a lender's guarantee, so oh, they'll protect okay. your tent yeah. for up to five hundred pounds damages. Oh, brilliant! Okay, mm. all right, that mm. sounds great. But the, I tell you what, the most the most important thing is this trust, and this is something we've lost in this community and in our society is that yeah. we don't trust people. Yeah. I've been lending out my um, bell tent for the last three years, even longer, mm. and I tell you what, I have never had an issue. And I think there's something to be said from looking at someone because it's not we're not posting it we're giving it to someone because it's being borrowed by someone in your community. So I'm looking at that person who's borrowing it and I'm saying to them, please look after my bell tent because I really love it. And then they bring it back and they like, we've really looked after it and we folded up even better than you ever folded up. So I literally never had an issue with any um, one damaging my bell tent. Do you physically put it up again when you get your tent returned? Um, it. it depends on the weather, not, or, eh? Right, yeah. <laughs> um, so I'll wait for a sunny day and um, I will, but I do just get it out and check it over. So I'll look at the zips and just look at the guy ropes, make sure they're still fine and, and just check it over for any damage. Okay, yeah. you don't physically have to put it up again. No, I sometimes I do, but mostly yeah. if, I, if I look inside, I can see all the pieces are there, make yes, sure all yeah. the poles and everything it's all the equipment is there and I can see that it's being folded up beautifully I'm yeah uh, I'm pretty yeah. I, I'm quite a trusting person to be fair <laughs> not you everyone are. is you're lovely I know that <laughs> <laughs> and and then okay so then and then the other side is that basically as you said if you if camping is something that you fancy doing but you don't have all the gear because it is an investment um then then people who haven't done it but want to give it a go can then go on 
And they, they can then basically, they're renting a tent and they're saving money because they, they haven't got all the layout and that kind of stuff. So. Yeah, and they don't have to store it. They don't have to maintain yep, it. Storage. You know, yeah. all of yeah all of those things, especially if you're in, well, if you haven't got much storage space, you can then rent from someone local to you um, and just pick it up on your way. Or, I mean, the other thing is if you're going to a campsite, you can rent from someone who's close to that campsite that's and just idea. pick it up from them. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Also, idea. some people, there's negotiation. And sometimes I will pitch the tent for the person who's renting it if that's what they want and that would be an extra cost um, or I can deliver it somewhere. But it's all, all basically, you know, it's down to you as the tent owner what you do and do want to do. Some okay. people will do a delivery and a pitching service. Some people don't. Oh, so, I yeah. like the idea of that, the pitching service. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's all there and it's ready to go yeah. or... Yeah, I suppose at the other end, you can just, as you say, if you've got a campsite near you um, and and people are coming there, you pitch, you put that up for them. Yeah, you can. I'm thinking my husband here, not me, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) He hasn't got much to do on the weekend. I'm I'm (laughs) laughing for that. Yeah. Um, And then, okay, so it's, and it's all about, obviously, this whole movement. Well, I say whole movement. I mean, a movement that has been going on for years and years and years. But but I would say that we are definitely more and more aware about sustainability, aren't we? We, you know, if, if we weren't aware before and we've got children, children we know how much is going on at school we know how much they're being educated on obviously in the Mm -hmm. you know just the past six months um just all about how important it is isn't it this whole sustainability well that's it I mean you know our planet has a finite amount of resources and we're taking out more than um she can give us so um we need to the sharing you know the sharing economy is all about sharing the resources we already own Mm. um you know, over 250,000 tents going to landfill each year. Oh, God. That's somebody ringing Rebecca who wants to borrow her belt. I've got it on, um, I've got it on do not disturb, but only two people can bypass that. And that's my daughter's. (laughs) She'll be fine. Um, Sorry about that. Um, So what was I saying? Sustainability. Uh, How? Oh yes. Sustainability. So, yeah, so Tenshare is on a massive mission to reduce the consumption in the camping um, in the ca- camping community. Um, we all overconsume. We all know that we overconsume. If we stopped making clothes tomorrow, um, we'd be able to clothe the next six generations globally. That's no. all what we've already got. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that is shocking. It's massively shocking. That we've is bought shocking. everything. Yeah. Oh wow! That and is, I've literally that st- that has stunned me. That statistic. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And you know we are so privileged in this society in this country that mm. we all have pretty much most of us have what we need yeah. and some. Absolutely. And um, you know, six. You know, every. It's also about carbon emissions. So I've been I've been looking into carbon emissions. So mm. every tent has a carbon footprint. And did you know every time you use a tent that carbon footprint is reduced so the more you use something the more that carbon footprint and and the less someone is buying something new that and the more we're using something the better its carbon footprint so um the you know get your tent out get it used if you use it all the time then then you know that's brilliant but um if you're not using it that's a wasted resource and something that somebody else could use 
we can stop manufacturing and consuming and buying and owning. You know, you don't need to own a tent. It's not actually a compromise, not owning something. Yeah. It's actually means that you have the freedom to choose a different tent every time you go camping. Fabulous. Yeah. Brilliant. And save money. And, and so I know that one of the things that you have looked at is, is um, the, the tents, particularly for festivals, isn't it? That you're saying are, are literally one use tents i mean that yeah so- the single use tent i mean don't even get me started Rachel, because it oh. makes me so fuming so people the privilege we have in this country is that people actually factor in buying a tent and knowing that they're going to leave it at the festival so that's a whole so yeah. a festival tent a single use festival tent is about 3.2 kg of carbon now that turns translates into the equivalent of about 350 plastic bottles no okay right so so that's 350 plastic bottles per tent Mm. equivalent Mm. carbon Mm. emissions and people are buying them using them once if that I mean, I've seen some some tents at festivals that literally don't even look like they've been slept in. Yeah. I don't know where the owners have been. <laughs> well, maybe they've gone in a friend's tent or something. I don't know. I've got this image of something. a festival. Yeah. I don't want to think too no. much about what might have been going on. But and then and then they go home and leave it there. And there's a whole fallacy. There's a whole story that's told that it's OK because charities come and pick them up and take them and use them. Um, for refugees and stuff well that's well, what that I would have thought yeah but, yeah that so is not, not the, that is not the case no I was at a festival last year I won't name it because they're all the same actually I was at a festival last year and there was just a sea of tents that had been left and we tried to salvage as many as we could Did but there you? was only four of us yeah yeah there was only four of us and um we were running around before the bulldozers came in <gasps> oh yeah. wow yeah, trying to salvage as many as we could. We managed to salvage over 100 pop-up tents. Mm. Uh, my daughter salvaged over 250 plastic cups. And um, we salvaged over 100, 100 camping chairs. And that was the equivalent carbon so- saving of 22 return flights to Madrid. No. Yeah. So people are leaving chairs and that kind of stuff as Everything. well. Everything. And every tent. And, of course, a lot of these tents can't be reused because, because they've been they've not been looked after yeah and they're they're filthy inside and, yeah. and people yeah. have spilt alcohol in there and yeah every tent had a, a bunch of mushy bananas left in there oh no, <laughs> <It was> just... <laughs> oh, no. now yeah. it's because I, I i guess my perception and it's and it's so it's probably a really naive perception is that people that go to festivals um and it might be a really big generalisation, but there's some kind of connection with being at a festival, being in nature, mm. being in a tent, um, and that that actually that wouldn't happen at the end of a festival. Yeah. But that's completely obviously untrue. <laughs> I mean, does. it does depend on the festival. Yeah. If you're, you know, you're thinking of the big festivals where a lot of youngsters are going, um, they're just out to have a, a great time. Yeah. But um, I went yeah. to, I, I managed to rent out some tents at a festival called medicine festival which is quite a new festival quite small and there was no there were no tents left there okay at all and because they're all about mother earth looking after nature right looking after our planet and so that you know it really does depend on the festival and um tent share offered we're doing it again this year actually we offer a tent pick up a pop-up so you offer a tent 
rental where you arrive, you pick up your pop-up and you pitch it wherever you like. Um, so is and, this at the Medicine Festival? This is at Medicine it? Festival, okay. yeah. All right, um, well, let's let's take a bit of a break because um, yeah. I'm, I'm conscious that you've been you've been talking um, and, and, and I'm, asking, I'm firing all these questions at you because <laughs> I'm just amazed by it, to be honest. I could literally um, talk about tents, Rachel, all day. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we'll we take a quick break and then when we come back, let's talk a bit more about the Medicine Festival because that... Yeah, yeah, all right. That... that that does sound really interesting. So we are going to listen to one of your favourite songs. Um, now, you, you sent me a bit of a challenge here too. I did. <laughs> cool <laughs> funk, I think was the de- description. Classics, yeah. I've got another one coming up, but I've got Get Down On It, Cool yes. and the Gang. Yes! <laughs> have I got that right? I love okay, it. Okay, all right. Let's take a listen to that. Across the Thames Valley. One more time. Across the Thames Valley. This, this is River Radio. Well, now for some pop music. Oh, what's you gonna do? You wanna get down? Tell me. Oh, what's you gonna do? Do you wanna get down? Oh, what's you gonna do? You wanna get down? Oh, what's you gonna do? You want to get down? Tell me. Get down on it. Get down on it. Get down on it. Get down on it. Come on in. Get down on it. Get down on it. Get down on it. Get down on it. How you gonna do it if you really don't wanna dance? By standing on the wall. Get your back up off the wall. Tell me. How you gonna do it if you really don't wanna dance By standing on the wall Get your back up off the wall Cause I heard all the people saying Get down on it Come on in Get down on if it If you really want it Get down on it You gotta feel it Get down on it Get down on it Get down on it Come on in Get down on it Baby, baby Get down on it Get on it Get down on it I say people what you gonna do? You gotta get on the groove If you want your body to move Tell me, baby How you gonna do it if you really don't wanna dance By standing on the wall Get your back up off the wall Tell me How you gonna do it if you really won't take a chance By standing on the wall Get your back up Get down on it. While you're dancing. 
Welcome back to River Radio and School of Parenting with myself, Rachel Tyrrell. And my guest today is Rebecca Heaps from the fabulous Tent Share, so a sustainable uh, camping community where you can basically, the idea behind it is that you can, um, you could share your tent and make money or you could rent a tent and basically save money. So the whole idea is creating a sharing, caring and sustainable camping community. Um, We were talking about in the first um, part of the show how Rebecca uh, set up the business and, and, you know, what sort of inspired her to do this and create such such a sharing community for people who are interested in camping, but also people like myself who who I have a tent sitting in my shed and it's um, not used at all and the whole impact um, that basically has on our planet. If you want to listen to any part of the show, um, you can listen on podcast, wherever you listen to your podcast, just search River Radio School of Parenting and you can listen to us at any time on mobile, app, Apple app, Google app, ask Alexa to play River Radio or you can listen through our website at River dot radio so thank you so much for being here Rebecca lovely to have you back here again so we were chatting um, about uh, various festivals um, and also sadly how well you you told us about how last year you actually went in after a festival and you did salvage um, what hundreds of festivals uh, hundreds of tents that you said yeah absolutely and chairs and cups and yeah, just just amazing. I mean, how would you ideally, how would you like to see the future, I guess, of these festivals? I mean, obviously, you've said there's some festivals where people are very responsible and they obviously pack up their tents. But obviously, there's other festivals where it's um, considered, well, I guess, the cost of the festival, is it? So the single use, you know, your single use tent and then you leave it behind. People are maybe getting the train there or whatever it is they're doing. I mean, how would you ideally like to see the future of these festivals? So I think there's a few solutions. Um, I've teamed up with Camp Light, who are a tent rental um, they are in particular for festivals and what they offer is a tent rental service so you arrive at the festival you book your tent at, at the same time or or when you book your ticket for the festival and then you can book your tent and um, you can decide whether you want a six-person tent or a single tent whatever you would like you um book that in and then when you arrive at the festival you can you you arrive and it's pitched there for you brilliant yeah so and all the tents it's camp light um all the tents that um camp light use have all been salvaged from festivals where they've been left before or most of them actually have been salvaged from festivals where they've been left before then um camp light clean them up brilliant. sort them out repair them and then rent them back to festival goers. 
So oh, it's a, such a brilliant idea. Um, Kieran, who is the founder of Camp Light, um, has been working for years on this and is um, doing an absolutely fantastic job of renting out to festival goers. Um, so that's that's a solution. And then tent chair often offer another solution where you can just pick up um, a tent and pitch it yourself. Yes, so we yeah. make those just pop-up tents um, because they're easy to pitch and then they bring them back at the end of the festival um, and then they're cleaned up and... Um, and then basically used, used again. Used Brilliant. again. They keep getting used. Yeah, so Kieran has a massive stock of tents that he rents out and he's allowed me to use the camp like tents for medicine festival which oh, was super. so brilliant yeah in fact actually they're a cooperative and um i'm now on the, i'm now a director of the camp like cooperative oh, along with kieran wow. and lily so yeah i mean so we're got, working together it's that's got to be really labor intensive though for, oh like it's massively end, labor intensive at the end of a festival to get all those tents cleaned up and it's huge. It's huge. It's a huge task and it's a massive undertaking, but it's so worth it because yeah. all of those people are not, um, A, they're not buying a new tent. Yeah. They're a right. Yeah. And B, it's so good for the customer because they're the parent, the cost that we've made the cost, well, Kieran's made the cost of renting a tent pa- parable or similar to buying a new tent. So it doesn't cost more. Okay. And and the bonus is you don't have to carry your tent, you yeah. don't have to pitch your tent. Yeah. You can the place where Camp Light pitch the tents is already a pre um decided area that's close to everything that you want. It's a great location. So you don't have to run around the festival looking for a great location. So you haven't got to worry, oh yeah, we've got to be there at a certain time. Yeah. We've got to get yeah. there to get our pit our spot and yeah. all this kind of thing. They've yeah. they've sussed it all out. Why would you yeah. not do that? That's I know, exactly. Brilliant. And, and <laughs> it's also, a brilliant service. If you are looking at it as, you know, sadly I guess that happens as well, I'm gonna leave my tent behind anyway and you're saying it's, you know, if not the same or less money to do that then that, that's great yeah. because then I guess there's also that, you know, you, you know that you are being sustainable and you're lowering that footprint. So tell us about, um, tell us a bit about Medicine Festival. Oh, Medicine Festival is a beautiful, beautiful festival. It is, um, it's all about looking after nature, uh, thinking about the planet Earth, thinking about planet Earth as a, as an entity it's very spiritual there's loads of fires in fact when i when i went there um there were loads of fires and there's lots of chanting and songs and singing going on um but they the thing that really interested me is that everybody every fire has a uh, fire keeper and so the fire is like treated as a sacred place and there's a ring around it and then everybody has to sit out of the ring. And it's only the firekeeper who can look after the fire and tend to the fire. Um, and you have to be invited to come in and spend time with the fire, to come into the in, inner circle Ooh. and maybe, yeah. So I threw, um, I did a few uh, intentions and threw them into the fire and it felt amazing. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, it, it's really beautiful. And, and who's it um, targeted at? Is it families or not so families? Yes, families. In fact, it's uh, I think it's probably one of the only festivals that doesn't allow alcohol and doesn't sell alcohol. Oh, yeah. So it would so, uh, th- therefore it would be a very different feeling, very different dynamic. OK, 
It feels so safe. It mm. feels um, really beautiful. And don't get me wrong; it's not you know, it's not a hundred. You know, it's not all like everybody sitting around having a beautiful spiritual time in the evening. Um, I was going to say to you about Gaudi, this um, dub musician type uh, world music musician. I oh, I, this is musician that you said. Yeah. You, okay. Yeah. I'd he, ask Rebecca what musician, what music, and then that she yeah. liked. I was like, oh, I'm sorry, I've never heard of that. <laughs> <laughs> he I hadn't either he performed there and it was a it was okay. an amazing mix of like world music and drum and bass and dub and dance and it was just such a fantastic evening um oh, he wow. was on stage and all the lights were going it was just brilliant so it just has a little bit of something for everyone I found it a really magical really rather special festival how um, long has that been going then is it relative is it, is it new? it's relatively new okay. yeah and it's quite small which is perfect um so I think it's only been going I think it's in its third year now fourth year I don't know if you can count COVID okay um, but yeah they um and it's on a beautiful setting uh it's in a beautiful grounds and it's uh, in a, a, a quite an ancient looking forest mm. and there's a lake there where you can swim in as well oh lovely when when uh, when is that on 19th of August around the weekend of the 19th of August okay uh, and whereabouts is it it sounds it's really in interesting near Reading okay um, all right ready. so okay yeah. all right oh perfect perfect it's lovely absolutely lovely so and and I guess uh, so lovely experience if you if you did want to if you did want to take um children or you wanted to be somewhere where yeah you know there's not going to be that element of mm. um you know alcohol and you know the effects that that can yeah. have so no that's that that sounds really lovely so you're so you're work tell us how you're working with them then so you're working with medicine festival with your with the tents I was really lucky to be able to talk to one of the um founders of medicine festival and right. he loved what I was doing he, mm. he was like you know it would be great if you could come to medicine tent share could come to medicine festival mm. and so um what we do he gave last year he gave me a brilliant spot as people entered into the festival they pre-booked their pop-up tents with the type of tent that they needed and they could also pre-book um camping chairs or uh mattresses or air beds and um and when they arrived they basically just came and picked up their tent and they could camp brilliant um, wherever they wanted. But also I'll tell you another thing that um, was re- I really liked is there were a few solo campers, some of whom were women and there wasn't a, a, you know, there wasn't a bad vibe at all at medicine festival. But what I started saying to some of the solo campers is like, why don't you camp near us? And then we can all keep an eye on each other. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah. yeah. And, and um, lots of people <laughs> arrived, um, some uh one group arrived and they'd forgotten the tent the tent pole for their bell tent oh right so i was able to help them to fix up their tent um, that's quite important isn't it in a bell tent (laughs) you literally can't put it up without the middle pole oh no oh no so i was able to help them and i helped a lot of people just sorting out their tents um Mm. who hadn't pitched a tent before and so we became sort of part of a like a little a little um, group that people could come to and, and mm. pump up their airbed because, you know, they were always going down. One man used to come every morning and bring his <laughs> deflated airbed and pump it up ready for the next night. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm actually, I, I love the sound of that. I'm actually going to look into that and look into that, I think. That sounds really, yeah, really Oh, lovely, it was so nice. Experience. And the people there were so brilliant, such lovely 
group of people, or like very eclectic mix of people, yeah. but all, um, you know, with a, a strong value system and a strong willingness so, to. I imagine with yourself and with Camp Light, was it that you mentioned? Camp, yeah. Camp Light as well. I mean, if you're approaching these festivals, you know, I would imagine you, you are getting a positive response because. Um, mind you, I mean, there's a lot of festivals. There's obviously a lot of festivals that didn't happen in the pandemic, but they're mm. coming back, aren't they? I mean, already I'm seeing posts and notices and and that sort of thing for festivals that are coming up, especially for the coming up in the summer. Um, so, are you? How are you going to spread yourself around? Well, yeah, I mean, you're going to have a summer of does... festivals, Rebecca. There are so many. You festivals and your that... trailer. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, and uh, like one one weekend um i think there's like i think camp light are doing three festivals and that's on the same weekend that i'm doing medicine festival and it clashes with a number of other festivals so there's only so many tents that we um have got to go around so um you know uh, do let us know if if um if you would like that um in fact let the festival organizers know that you would like that option yes that you'd like a tent rental option and we can perhaps um you know start setting up a more formal system with the festival organizers that would that would be my ultimate dream is that everyone arrives borrows a tent and leaves and we and we use the tents again for another festival yeah brilliant and there's absolutely no waste no purchasing new you know no consumption Um, and yet everyone still gets exactly what they need. Mm. It, it, in fact, better because you are arriving. It, it, it reduces your travel costs as well and the carbon emissions because you can fit more people into your car or you can maybe come by train or mm. you can, you know, all of those things, you know, if you're not carrying a massive tent with you and all your equipment, you can um, travel lighter, travel yeah. much lighter. Yeah, um, certainly for us, when we have gone camping, it, the, the tent takes up the majority of the... Yeah, yeah, of of the car, absolutely, and the beds as well because you can rent those. Now I'm and glad you've mentioned the beds. I'm glad you've <laughs> mentioned the beds because I remember we've we've chatted about this before. So now, even if you are going camping in August, so it's summer, we are obviously in the UK. <laughs> yes, and um, but even if I mean we've got the Easter holidays coming up, so people might be people might be camping, mightn't they, in Easter? I am. Well, do you know what we are as well? But are you? I, oh, brilliant! Well, I've got a little confession. <laughs> what have you done? I don't know whether I should confess this. Um, well, first of all, I, I'm going to preempt it by saying um, I, I'm definitely going to look into sharing our tent. Okay, but Good. then what I'm going to go Thank on you. to say is, yes, we're camping. We're not using our own own tent. I know. I know. It's, it's, <laughs> What are you doing? It's madness. So we're going somewhere where there's actually going to be a big, because there's a large number of us, where there's going to be a big safari tent already. Oh, that sounds great. Because we're only going for a short amount of time, which to to me in camping terms, because it normally takes so long to set up, you've got to go for a decent amount of time. You have to then balance that up with how long you want to be sleeping on an airbed. But that's another question I've written down. I've got to ask you about that. Um, so, so because we're actually only going away for a short period of time, we are going somewhere which is already going to have this big safari tent basically Lovely. set up. And it is, <laughs> I feel like I'm making a confession here. It has <laughs> actually got, 
beds in it, like bed frames okay. and mattresses. Yeah. So you just have to bring your bedding and I don't, you know, your sleeping bags or whatever. But you, you, you know, you bring your bedding. So I actually am not even sure it can qualify <laughs> as camping. But yeah, we're gonna, definitely. But we're going oh to be in the big safari tent, and we're going to have the fire pit and the barbecue and all. That's you know, be amazing and, and all that kind of stuff. And as I say, it's it's a it's a large group, but we're only going away for a short period. That's can you hear? I am justifying. <laughs> I don't think you need to justify it it sounds lovely (laughs) also you're renting a tent that's you being used yes week in week out so it's getting good use intensity um you're going into nature you're spending time with your family and your friends and your kids you know absolutely there's so many great things and you will get um you will be under canvas and you will see the stars you will be sleeping under the stars so that is 100% camping and you and, and you never um, know at the end of it we might be and the kids might be so enthused we might say hey let's plan another camping trip so, <laughs> exactly you, yeah so you, you never know but just um so with the whole sleeping thing now yeah. I know I'd asked you this before because let's face it with the I'm trying to think when when I with um when we set up the tent in the garden during the pandemic because obviously we couldn't go away anywhere so we set it up we thought it'd be quite fun so we had the air mattresses I remember your your advice so you have a blanket under the air mattress you have mm. something under there because you have got even though you've got the base of the tent you've got the ground there it it was still cold and it was still was uncomfortable. Yeah. Okay. So I know <laughs> me... you have got, I've seen a picture of your your camping bed, which I can only compare to like some kind of like, you know, 10 layered cake. Basically, it's, it's all about the layers, Rachel. All, all, the, all layers. the layers. So please share that, share that with us. Okay. So the, the first thing I would say is just the fact of being out into nature and camping is going to reset your circadian rhythm. So if oh, you yes, have trouble yes. going off to sleep, yeah. if you have trouble um, um, waking up in the middle of the night, um, it it may be likely that your circadian rhythm is out of whack. So um, and, and that what that means is that your body now doesn't understand when it's day and when it's night because we're exposed to light and technology we're exposed to light all through sometimes we've got light going on all through through the night so your body is in in a confusion so what happens is when you go camping is that you're outside and you're and you're living in rhythm with the sunset and the sunrise and that can help really help to reset your body you're also being physically active you're putting up the tent you're going you know do things and you're having a lovely time outside and the so fresh that, air as well because in fresh the fresh air, air itself, it, i do find exactly so i can almost guarantee you rachel that your second night sleeping in a tent will be one of your best night sleeps ever really and that won't yes. have anything to do with the wine or the gin <laughs> <laughs> obviously that helps <laughs> and, do you know what actually that has the opposite effect on me at the moment at the stage of life i'm at it, we won't go into that yeah. no, <laughs> anyway. no i know what you mean yeah red anyway. wine's good because you don't need a fridge um okay yeah. but you know you don't have to drink um but yeah uh so but the second thing that you need to do is be really really careful about your bedding if you're going to spend money anywhere spend money on your bedding spend money okay. on a really soft mattress mm. spend money um on uh some lovely blankets that will keep you warm and i've got a few couple of trips tricks and hacks so the foil blankets you know the ones that you wrap um when you're yes. at the end of a marathon oh, that's yes. what you were talking yeah. about yeah. so they're they're very light they're very cheap 
they provide a thermal protection between the ground and you. Okay. So what happens at night is that the temperature drops dramatically, sometimes, not always, and and then the cold rises up from the bottom and the cold coming in from the um, top, so you, you start to feel really cold. So that foil blanket will provide you a thermal protection. Whereas actually, um, if we've just been putting under normal blankets they're going to get damp aren't they because they're not yeah. going to have that okay brilliant yeah. okay so blankets won't won't what about they, a picnic, they would help. what about a picnic blanket if you've got you know a picnic blanket yeah if you've got the plastic, plastic underneath. underneath yeah okay yeah that would help All but right. the foil blankets are honestly the best right. um, solution i've found okay. um so also the other th- the other thing that c- creates some warmth is those um you know those really cheap, like they're like yoga mats, camping mats. Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. So I wouldn't recommend sleeping on them, but they do keep you warm. Okay. They don't keep you comfortable, but they do keep you warm. So you could put those as a layer underneath. Okay. And then on top of that, I highly recommend self-inflating mattresses. They're called Sims. So and not what, air mattresses then. The air beds, you do get a good night's sleep. I don't like them because no. I, the air, the uh, air makes my hips ache. And it always comes out, doesn't it? it and they always burst. Yeah, yeah. And then a massive hunk of plastic, which yeah. gets used a few times, fail and then get thrown away, which is yeah. also awful. Yeah. So I would, if you can afford it, highly recommend a self-inflating mattress and go as thick as you can. So they come in different thicknesses. Okay. You get like five inch, three inch, seven inch, 12 inch, I think. Okay. Something like that. And what I, I've got a seven inch one and that, provides me with a really comfy night's sleep so you can roll so, that up roll that up yeah. and then when you're done you squeeze all but, the air out of okay. it and mold it up do you need gets... to take your vacuum cleaner then <laughs> you could that would help suck all the air out no we're we not so, going no we're not taking electricity no no, no no so but but you can't you just need to lie on it get get all the kids yeah. lying on it so you wish so literally when you unroll it then that yeah you, you unroll it undo the little cap and then it inflates itself okay. full of air. Um, so that's, and then they don't burst. Mm. They, they just stay up. So one of those, and then you can choose to use a sleeping bag. Um, I like to take my own duvet and then okay. lots of blankets. And that means you can layer up loads yep. of warmth. And then as it, sometimes it's just, sometimes it's actually really hot at night yes. and you don't need any of it. Um, and it's great. And then clothing. What I do is I wear like loungewear that could pass as, oh, she's just done a bit of yoga or maybe she's gone running so that you can get up in the morning and cook breakfast and still be in your pyjamas, but yeah, still you, nice and warm. Because you can't do that getting changed in the morning no, thing. No, no, no. Okay. So you just get up, start cooking breakfast and you look like, oh, she's just back from a run. Right. <laughs> Not just rolled out of her seven-inch self-inflating mattress <laughs> with a sheepskin topper. I've seen the photos, oh, yeah, Rebecca. I've that. seen the photos. <laughs> and then, um, so, so yeah, wear something comfortable, but you don't mind, like, walking around in because maybe you'll have to pop to the loo in the middle of the night or whatever. And okay. that, and that. So just wear something you feel comfortable in, but also that you don't mind being seen in. Um, but the key is to wear a hat at night oh so you put on a woolly hat put on some lovely warm socks yeah and that will keep you really warm you and might not be able right to move through. you can't <laughs> move be warm not allowed to move <laughs> <laughs> you can if you bring a duvet just 
And then you just yeah. put blankets on, blankets yeah. off, um, you know, however you like. Do not, my top advice is do not wear a onesie because they are yes. a nightmare yeah. if you need to go to the loo. Yeah. It's like wearing a jumpsuit. Yeah. You have to take everything off and then you're freezing because you yeah. have to take it off. So, yeah, lots of layers, trousers and, and tops and, okay. yeah, and so a the, hat. And the key really is with camping, isn't it, is so not skimping on those things and actually getting those things right. Because if, you know, I mean, I absolutely love camping. I do love mm. it. But where I struggle is then with the whole sleep and being uncomfortable. But you know, from what you said and how you've explained it, it's not, that doesn't sound overly complicated. Everybody's got a picnic blanket, surely, with the, you know, the plastic underneath or obviously yeah. one of the foil blankets because then you can reuse and reuse that as well. Yes, yes, keep um, reusing. Don't, we don't have single-use plastic in no. the tent chair world, no. No, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so, so spend a little bit of time then preparing your mm. whole the whole sleep you're sleeping yeah um and then and then I love that the tips about basically putting something on you're not really even you don't need to pack your pajamas do you because if you as you say if you're wearing your leggings or your you know your fleeces or whatever it is that as you say you look like you've done a yoga class or you've just you've gone out for an early morning walk or something around the campsite then yeah then that's perfect brilliant and then um, I mean would you suggest then so you said your second night sleep is always going to be the better one so you Mm. adjust I mean I find that anywhere I could stay and be staying in a five-star hotel and I always find that you know your first night Um, but just this whole the impact then on your the circadian rhythm just in terms of the benefits of that yeah absolutely well it takes a little while for your body to reset yeah. um and so it's going to take a couple of days of rising with the sun and you yeah. know having the sun your body being in out <laughs> your body being outdoors yes t- uh, feeling the sun shining yeah. on it and and you know and being able to reset and sending all those messages to your brain and to your body that yeah. this is the time to start winding down and this is the time to start winding up again um so yeah i think um uh, you do you do need to be outside for a bit longer than just the 24 hours especially if you're arriving pitching going to sleep straight away you're not going to um, reap the benefits but your second night sleep you will definitely and that, that's why i say your second night sleep because i never sleep well anywhere I go just like you um on my first night because you're getting used to everything um but by the second night you're settled and you know your surroundings and yeah and don't worry too much about the kids that's what that's another tip um because they will be absolutely exhausted and they will basically just sleep where they drop so don't spend too much on them yeah okay But to camping back down, they'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Oh well. Yeah. And also because you're out in fresh air, aren't you? And you're out yeah. the whole evening in fresh air as well. Yeah. And, and they just play know, and play. Yeah. And they just run around and Absolutely. have such a lovely time. Yeah. And probably they, yeah, expel a lot more energy than they would if they're sitting at home on an Xbox. Basically. Absolutely. So they would Absolutely. Be naturally be tired. Okay. Let's take a quick break. We're going to have ain't no mountain high enough, Marvin Gaye, because I feel like. Um, you know, it's it's probably it seems that way, doesn't it? Camping, if you haven't done mm. it, or you haven't, or perhaps like us, you haven't done it for a long time. But actually, when you break it down and think about it, it's it's not that difficult, is it? It's all it's all kind of there. And and I, actually, I feel really inspired, Rebecca, after Yay. talking to you to actually get the tent out again. But when we come back, we must talk about um, 
an award that Tent Share has got, um, and also your fabulous giveaway. So very excited yeah. to hear all about that. Windsor, Windsor Ascot, 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 Maidenhead, Maidenhead Bracknell, Bracknell, Wokingham, Wokingham Henley, Henley Reading. Reading. Okay. Ta-da. The voice, River Radio of the Thames Valley. Listen, baby, ain't no mountain high, ain't no valley low, ain't no river wide enough, baby. If you need me, call me, no matter where you are, no matter how far. Don't worry, baby, just call my name, I'll be there in a hurry. You don't have to worry, cause baby, there ain't no mountain high enough. And welcome back to River Radio with myself, Rachel Tyrrell. You're listening to the School of Parenting on River Radio, the voice of the Thames Valley. You can listen to us on your apps, on um, Play River Radio, Ask Alexa, and on website, river.radio. And we've been talking to um, Rebecca Heaps from the fabulous Tent Share. Um, thank you so much for coming back, Rebecca. It's lovely to have you on. You've been telling us all about why we should go camping how good it is for our sleep um our circadian rhythm um you've shared some fabulous um tips on camping how to make ourselves that beautiful uh bed you know as high as the princess and the pea <laughs> layers and layers and layers <laughs> um brilliant so yeah you can listen back on podcasts wherever you listen to your podcast so rebecca you have won tent share has won an award in the past year tell us about your award very well deserved award 
Oh, thank you. Yeah, it was it was such an amazing um, award to um, win. I, I was so over the moon. I was completely surprised. If you look back on my um, Instagram, somebody managed to get the moment when I discovered when my name was read out. <laughs> I look oh. totally shocked. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's the PEA Awards and they are totally all about sustainability and looking after the planet so it's the people environment achievement awards and um tenture was um lucky enough to win the travel section of that uh, the travel wow. category of that for reducing tent waste and working towards um you know reducing reducing tent waste and using our resources um, that's amazing that's yeah amazing. so it was an amazing event and it was incredible evening and the whole thing was very sustainable the Mm. meal was vegan um the people there were all you know like-minded businesses who are all working really hard to um look after our planet and reduce our carbon emissions and find different ways and new ways to live in this world without compromise you know so that we can still still have our lovely lives Mm. um but just in a slightly different way. So it was just wonderful. And I met with so many other sustainability businesses um, and I was on a table and it was brilliant. There was a, a photographer there um, who and a few other people who I had known online and we met face to face. And when oh, I won yeah. the award, everyone there was one person who came up to me um, who said it felt like an award for everybody, for oh. all the sustainability people and I totally felt that because we all support each other with this mission to um, make the world a better place for for us all you know absolutely and And I know that you do do a lot of work with other companies as well um, on you know not just you know camping or travel but products and that that people can use I mean that's a whole nother show really how we can make our homes more sustainable but what is the best how can people if they want to follow you can you share with us where people can find you so then they can follow you and they can you know keep up to date with all those all those things that you're involved in absolutely a hundred percent um so you could sign up to my email um to to uh it which is um, if you go to the website there's a pop-up page where you can um, sign up to the email there and you get a newsletter every other week um and a little bit less in the little bit less in the winter a little bit more in the summer perhaps um and you'll keep all up with all the news and all the different things that are going on in the world of tent share because there's we have so much fun there's actually so much going on and i have i had such a great time um with this uh company with this business and 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 everything i'm doing so i'm off camping in april and i'll be talking about that and all the festivals that we're doing all the things that are happening over summer it's going to be really fun summer so yeah do do join in up with that what's Um, so what's the the website tell us the website the website is www.tentshare.co.uk and you're on instagram as well instagram is tentshare tent underscore share brilliant okay um, right. And Twitter, we're on Twitter, which is Tentshare One, and then we're also on Facebook, which is just Tentshare. If you, Brilliant. if you, yeah, I mean, okay. we're pretty much. If you Google us, we're pretty okay. much. You'll and be able to find us. Tell us about before we before we run out of time. I can't believe we run out of time, but before we run out of time, tell us about your giveaway. That you so anybody who lists a tent on the Tentshare website before April the third 
and um, I will see it come up on the Tenture website, yes. is in with a chance to win one of our exclusive camping mugs. Now, they're beautiful, these. They're the, the enameled camping mugs, and they're quite unusual because they're yellow, the Tenture yellow, and they've got your five million star hotel Oh, um, brilliant. Pattern on it, you know, a really nice logo and they're really cool. Um, oh, also, <clears throat> I've teamed up with this amazing company called Virtualicious. They produce meal bundles and meal packages where you can just um, get them and then make a beautiful curry, a curry in a hurry, she calls it. But we've also designed this new hot cho- hot drink, which is called Ko-Chai, and it's a mix of hot chocolate and chai tea, and it mixes together and makes a beautiful, not quite as sweet, but still sweet, spicy, warming camping drink. And you can win that as well. So you can win a camping mug and a a few packs of the um, Ko-Chai, which we That sounds lovely. That sounds lovely. And all you've got to do is list your tent on the tent. That's all you've got to do. So Take I actually, I actually want on. to do that. Yes, please. <laughs> do, but um, the mug is beautiful. I've seen the mug. I'm going to post a picture actually on River Radio Facebook as well with the mug. Um, and the drink sounds delicious. And we've run out of time, Rebecca. So oh, you're going to no. have to come back. Um, but everybody to. can find you on uh, social platforms. Thank you so much for coming back. And